Welcome to Life with Zan. I'm your host and friend, Zan Farrow. This podcast was designed to celebrate how each of us breathe life into our own little corners of the world. Whether through work or play, it is my hope to honor the process and encourage others to do the same. Welcome to Life with Zan. Zenit is a style coach, certified personal stylist, fashion stylist, and style blogger. She is passionate about empowering women to discover their unique personal style, learn how to dress for their body shape, and create a wardrobe they love so that they can feel confident and beautiful. Anyone who's had a change in their personal style over time has had children and has experienced that shift in personal presentation will really enjoy this episode. Hello, Zenit, and welcome to Life with Zan. Hi, Zan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm feeling a bit nervous, but I'm also really excited. It's all good. I love bringing people on that have never been on a podcast before, but this is extra special because you and I have been working together for over a year now, right? Yeah. Since the end yeah. of 2020, the end of 2020? Yes, I think okay, it was okay. the end of 2020, yeah. It, it feels like a long time. A lot has happened since then. You've grown and birthed an entire human since the time <laughs> we started working together. <laughs> that is true, yes. It's kind of crazy. My, I've had my third little boy, yeah, five months ago. Yeah, and that's seriously impressive. And we're <laughs> going to get into that because... It's hard for me to imagine what this season of life in the world we're living in looks like. For someone with children, I can barely handle myself, let alone seeing these amazing parents work through what feels like the craziest time in the world. So um, kudos to you. Very impressed. But what I want to do is talk a bit about your career and what you do kind of as your nine to five, but also what you work on when you're not at your nine to five and when you're not chasing kids around, what you're (laughs) creating behind the scenes. So can you give us a little background on like your nine to five job and then we'll get into the rest. My background, I've got a business degree and I specialized in tax when I was at university. Um, And so my nine to five job is uh, quite a hectic corporate job and I manage tax for 20 of our holding company subsidiaries, um, including the holding company. So it's a very different kind of vibe (laughs) to what happens after dark. So I call it after dark because (laughs) I only get time to work on it in the very wee hours of the evening after my kids um, have gone to sleep. So um, what I'm really passionate about is fashion, uh, designing, clothing, sewing clothing, personal styling. That's really where my passion lies. So I'm curious, like these two different things you do have so much difference in them. One 
to me, I don't know everything about tax and accounting, but to me, it seems yeah. organized, a lot of structure. And yeah. then this other side of you is very creative and playful and fun. It has all these unique ideas. So yeah. do you think you need both of those things in your life? Like you enjoy the balance of the two or do you feel like one is more you than the other? I think, I think when I was little, I was more creative and uh, like, a, you know, like a little tumbleweed. I'd <laughs> just go, go with the, where the wind takes me. But after business school, I think it developed the analytical side of my brain because I've been doing numbers and that kind of work, um, you know, interpreting law because taxes is, a, is all about law. Um, I've been doing that since 2009. So, you know, we're going on like over a decade of analytical and number, the, the analytical and number world. So I do enjoy it and it comes easy to me. But what I feel I, I lack, you know, I still have the creative side in me. So I lack an outlet for being creative and that's where my um my business comes in i need i need the creativity to to be a normal person in my world that's good that's good that you know that because i think a lot of people just aren't have all this built up energy and aren't sure where to put it and i think you've always done a great job at finding uh different ideas or creative outlets to entertain yourself and just kind of play into that part of you you're definitely yeah. an ideas person but i think you need to explain something you haven't really touched on yet which is that you've had your own clothing line like, oh yeah you got it like this is probably like the most unexpected thing from someone <laughs> if i met they were like, oh, yes, I work in accounting. And then she'd be like, oh, yeah, by the way, just for fun, I just, you know, designed some dresses and just threw it out there. And like, that's crazy. So I want to hear like how you got into that and what what made you want to design something and like what was the response from everyone? Okay, so um, I've actually always wanted to be a fashion designer since I was four years old when my parents got me this toy sewing machine i literally and i was the only child i literally spent all my time on this little sewing machine um my aunt she's an upholsterer and she dropped off a scrap uh, fabric for me so i'd sit for hours and in sewing clothing for barbie and uh, for my barbie and ken dolls and myself nothing actually let me leave the house in because I think I only made like one top for myself <laughs> that covered the essential areas <laughs> yeah nothing that she let me leave the house with um except for one top that covered all the essential areas um I still remember it it was a navy blue and red striped stretchy vest and okay. there was a hole for my head and my arms so okay okay all right, we moved locations. So the sound might be a little bit different, but we're continuing the combo. And there might be some cat, some cats <laughs> interrupting, but that's okay. Can you continue telling us about 
your first item of clothing you made for yourself? Oh, yes. Um, yeah, so it was a vest um, and it had navy blue and red stripes on it. And there was a hole for my head and a hole for my arm. So it, it was a good, you know, it was a good piece of clothing. Yeah, yeah. And from there, did you continue to create as you were growing up, like clothing? Or did you just enjoy shopping? Or like, what was that like for you? Yeah, I think like I, before my mom passed away, I had the space, um, you know, to sew and create. So um, I think before my mom passed away, I had the space to be creative. Um, so I had my little sewing area. Um, but then after she passed away, I moved in with her sister and husband and their kids. And um, yeah, I didn't really have that space anymore. So right. what I did have access to was a fashion TV, which I watched 24-7. Oh. Um, I watched makeover shows. Mm -hmm. um, people my age will probably remember a makeover show called How Do I Look? or what not to wear. I remember what not to um, wear. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I watched Project Runway and America's Next Top Model and, you know, anything fashion related, I would binge. So that was in high school and university. And then, I mean, in university, I, I did my business degree, but I always had fashion, you know, at the back of my mind. And instead of studying for my economics exam, I basically... Um, cut up my Levi jeans and you know <laughs> redesigned my Levi jeans and then I thought to myself you know fashion is still my first love and after I finish this business degree I'll get back into it mm -hmm. so after I qualified uh, as a chartered accountant I then took up part-time sewing classes and pattern making classes for seven years wow and you know and I just kind of immerse myself in that world I used to spend hours in fabric stores just feeling fabric and learning about different fabrics and how they flow and how they work so um, it's always been my passion and then I I did a few garments for people I sewed it myself and I used to sell, sell them I've also designed you know throughout growing up I designed um, clothing for family members and friends for events like weddings oh, or wow. 21st or and this is from like 13 years old whoa I used to design clothes for my family I can't believe my aunts actually trusted a 13 year old to design <laughs> dresses for them you know but um, that's what I did <laughs> I also designed uh, dresses for my friends matric balls wow. um, yeah so it's always been a part of me and then when I had my first baby I felt like, you know, I've, I was playing small and um, I wanted to launch my clothing line for a very long time, but I never really had the motivation. So when I became a mom, I started thinking about what kind of mom I wanted to be. And what stood out to me was that I wanted to be someone who went after my dreams so that I could be a role model for my kids, you know, showing them that with hard work and persistence you can you can make anything that you want uh, be successful so I decided to accept an invite 
through a pop-up store event. And um, at the time I thought I was crazy because my son was six months old. I was a new mom. And um, the pop-up event was in six months as well. Yeah. So even though I spent seven years, you know, sewing and pattern making, and I knew the craft, I had no idea about what the industry was about, where to find people to help, you know, uh, actually a manufacture and find fabrics and all of that kind of stuff. So I was starting from ground zero mm -hmm. um, and I only had six months. So just to put it into perspective, people start planning their collections uh, one to two years in advance. And I was literally going to do this thing yeah. <laughs> in six months with, a, with basically a new baby and a full-time corporate job. Yeah. That's kind of the perfect experience, though, because yeah. it's one of those things where you would probably put it off for an incredibly long time, but then you were yes. forced into this timeline of like, you're either doing this or you're not. And yeah. you are a very determined person and enjoy kind of experiencing that creative side of you. So you just were like, yep, I'm going to do it and went in and got it done. So what how did you get from i'm going to do this to actually having pieces made and in this pop-up well um i actually started setting time aside for myself so from 9 p.m until midnight that was my time to work on my launch for my collection and religiously monday to friday i would put in um, three hours of work, even sometimes four hours, um, depending. And then on weekends, I'd sacrifice Saturday and Sunday away from my little baby. So my husband would take him out for the day um, and I would work on my clothing label. And then I started, um, after I basically drafted the initial clothing patterns and perfected it, um, and got it to look the way I wanted it to look. Then I started looking for a pattern maker to grade it. So when I talk grading, you make like your sample size, like I made a size eight or size 32. Um, those are the kind of sizes um, that work in South Africa. Mm -hmm. Not sure how it works in the US. Oh, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, so I developed the sample size and then I gave it to the pattern maker to, to make it into the different sizes. So that's wow. what, what grading is called. Mm -hmm. um, so the first pattern maker, she promised me that she'd, you know, squeeze me in. And then at the nth hour, she said, I actually can't help you. Oh, no. And I only had two weeks left to go into manufacturing. So now I was actually in tears that night. I was like, this is never going to work. You know, I was a fool to believe that I could launch something in such a short period of time. And I cried my eyes out. And, you know, I was, I was, so, I was so discouraged. But the next morning I woke up, I'm like, nope. I'm gonna find another pattern maker. And, and I did within three days. It was a very long three days, but I found someone. Um, and so, you know, the journey continued. And then I hustled to find a manufacturer. Um, and she said she could only help me with eight pieces and I needed 20. Mm -hmm. So I went around tailors, 
um, to fill up the other pieces because I needed people to sew my garments while I was at my day job and looking after right. my kid. Otherwise, it would have never worked. Um, so, I mean, in my lunch hour, I would pop out um, and just maybe go to a fabric store or look at buttons or, you know, order labels. So I was hustling really hard <laughs> in my yeah. lunch hour and after work and on the weekends. And then eventually it all came together with a lot of blood, sweat, tears, you know, and the works. And um, when we were setting up for the pop-up event, I actually could not believe what I accomplished in mm -hmm. six months with, you know, the chaos of life. It just made me realize the power that I had to make my dreams come true. When when I really knew what I wanted. Absolutely. Like you really put in the time and set aside, yeah. like, this is my goal. This is what I'm going to do. And I really appreciate you sharing that because you're not like glamorizing it in any way. I think it's easy to say, oh, I just created a, some clothing and it was out there and people <laughs> bought it. But to really say like, this is the time I had to put in. And that meant time away from my newborn baby time away from my mm. husband and less time just to like sit and watch trash tv like we might like yeah. to do here and there that is a big deal but seeing what you were able to create is incredible and then can you kind of describe the pieces you designed for anyone listening oh yeah um they actually made they luxury shirt dresses they're made of Egyptian cotton. Oh, you know what? I forgot to tell you that I ordered Egyptian cotton fabric from the UK. Okay. And it never arrived. What? It got delayed three times and Had it you... arrived after the launch oh, of no. um, my clothing line. So that was another roadblock. Um, luckily, I had Italian cotton okay. from my fabric shopaholic days. Mm -hmm. um, that I had stashed away and mm -hmm. I had to rethink my entire collection with only two weeks Whoa, before before um, getting my stuff to the manufacturer. And you had enough is, to make all those dresses? I, I had, so what I did was um, I used or I made it exclusive pieces so only I made one sample so that people could see what it looked like. Okay. And then I accepted orders because um, I could only make four dresses using that fabric. Okay. Um, yeah. So it was it was it worked out well because my 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 luxury clothing or my luxury shirt dresses are exclusive. So okay. you know it, you, it's cool that there's only four of a piece. Um, right. Yeah. And you had two deaf different designs, correct? Yes, two okay. different designs available in three different colors. Mm -hmm. So the collection was six unique pieces. That's a lot. In total. That's a lot to plan for. And yeah. so you had this pop-up and yes. then you sold a bunch of these dresses. And mm. then you kind of, after that, you kind of just walked away from that experience right it was like a one-time <laughs> thing that yeah. you just kind of was 
an opportunity that was put kind of in your in your site and then you moved on and started creating and dreaming up new things but you've always been really interested in fashion mm. and creating in that way so how is that translating into what you're looking to create now and share with other people that are interested in your work and fashion in general? I think that my clothing line will always be at the back of my mind and I, I am planning to, to start it up again. In fact, I was actually busy on my second collection when COVID hit oh, and I okay. had to I had to cancel everything. So I actually still have the patterns that I made for my second collection. And I'm gonna, you know, it's still there. Yeah. I am gonna launch it. Um, That's exciting. In the next two years. But for the moment with the three busy kids, you know, clothing line takes a lot of time. Um, and so with three busy kids, I needed to find an alternative way to satisfy my creative um, energy. So I'm, I'm now, I actually became a personal stylist in 2016 and that ties in well with my, with my clothing label um, and interest in fashion. Mm -hmm. So I'm now working on a style coaching program that's eight weeks long for for moms and the reason why I feel passionate about it is because every time I had my or every time I had my child my body would change and my wardrobe didn't fit into my lifestyle and then I would revamp my wardrobe mm -hmm. so when when I say revamp I don't necessarily mean getting rid of everything and buying you know a whole new wardrobe I just mean being more creative in, in, in the pieces that I own and try to wear them differently or make like a list of clothing items that I will buy over time, um, you know, to add and, and make my wardrobe more versatile. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, um, an interesting process to share because I had my first child in 2017. Yes, in 2017, I revamped my wardrobe. Then I had my second son in 2019, I revamped it again. And now my third son is five months old and I feel like I need to revamp it again. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be sh sharing that process um, on Instagram because um, I think it would be interesting. That is, it is, and I, I haven't had kids, but you hear kind of, well, and obviously there's a physical change with someone that's yeah. growing a human, and then after giving birth, you hear how people just feel like uncomfortable in their bodies or not really sure how to dress themselves anymore. I can only imagine, and just even through the pandemic, like, being home a lot more it's like what do you wear when you leave the house like you just yeah you you don't know how to dress yourself anymore and so I know that that will be like so valuable for people because I can only imagine um going through that and it's I like your approach that you're it seems like you have fun with it and it's not like this pressure on 
getting back to the size you were before or um, being in the exact same kind of like style you were before. It's like, I'm this new version of me. Who is this person? And how can we have fun creating different outfits and dressing up in different ways? So I think that's really cool. And you mentioned you're going to be sharing kind of that experience on Instagram. So I'm excited to follow along. Your videos are hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. But we've talked a bit about showing up online and how it can be intimidating, whether it's for work or just for fun, or if it's um, someone like you or me who it's like, it's a mix of both. And yeah. we talked a lot um, in our coaching sessions about the mindset of it all. So what's been like the hardest piece for you in working through like sharing a video or even a photo? on Instagram? Yeah, I think for me, like I've always been known, um, you know, amongst my friends and family as the fashionista. And so when I ran my style blog for two years, I was a certain persona and I got followers, um, you know, based on that persona. And um, my fashion or my style blog had 11,000 views. And in a, yeah, and people would email me about style advice all the time. So it, it was really going well. Um, but that was when I had my style before kids. Mm -hmm. Now I've got a completely different style after kids because what I used to wear um, just doesn't work anymore. Um, you know, like I wore dangly earrings, I would wear necklaces before having kids, watches, heels, mm -hmm. you know, you name it. I, 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 was, I was it. But after kids, you realize that, you know, they'll pull your ear off if you start wearing dangly earrings. That's a good point. Or, or, or they get their little hands kind of stuck in your watch and they, you know, it's just like a mess. So you kind of have to dress in a certain way so that you don't injure your children, firstly, and that you can actually chase after them. And I, I can't run in heels. So I had to really adjust my style to be practical and comfortable, but also to find the balance in wearing something that I still feel confident in and also to feel like myself and not like a a dimmed kind of version so that's what I've been trying to figure out now after having my third baby and that's why I feel like I need to go through the revamping process again mm -hmm. and I think that was my biggest block because I felt like I needed to be who I was previously um, to validate my skills as a personal stylist and just kind of trying to find the space of um, where I'm at now and being comfortable with my personal style now, you know, versus before kids. Because I've, I've got validation from, from the people who followed me before having kids, but now it's quite nerve-wracking trying, you know, you're putting yourself out there after mm -hmm. having kids and thinking, you know, am I going to, am I actually going to deliver or, or am I still going to inspire people with my style? That is so like validated because 
I, again, haven't been in that experience, but have been in shifts and changes on my own, whether it's like my career has changed a bunch in the last few years. It's like, I've done what feels like a million different things and it continues to change. And it, it, in a similar sense, like there's this new version of me, I've gone through a shift. So if it is family life or personal or your style has changed, it's okay, right, to show up because the people we like to follow online, we like seeing what they're going through. Like if someone decides to move to the other side of the world and start a whole new life, like we want to know what they're up to. Like, why'd you (laughs) do that? What, what does your new house look like? What are you wearing now that you live in a different climate? Like, is your job different? Like we, we like to know these things. So I think I like to remind myself that, and we've talked about this quite a bit, just the I want to know what someone else is doing. So I have to remember that, well, obviously within reason of what you want to share, but share what you feel comfortable sharing. And there's other people that are in that exact same boat as you who are, have just had three kids and maybe don't know what the heck to wear. Um, And you've talked quite a bit about like supporting women and especially like um, other creatives in your community. Can you share a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, like South Africa is so full of talented or we have a lot of talented individuals that I think the world overlooks and we have quite a bit to offer. Um, So I'm thinking about incorporating local brands um, in my outfits and just sharing them with the world. And we've got uh, people who specialize in leather items, uh, custom jewelry, unique to South Africa. We also have our own fabrics. Um, it's called Shui Shui fabric and it's vibrant prints and, and colors. And I feel like, you know, I'm very passionate about working with local businesses, especially women owned, because I feel like women need um you know, the space to to be creative, especially if you're a mom. You 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 need the support of other moms so that your business can can thrive and we can all support each other. Absolutely. I think that's so important. And I I love seeing people share other artists local to them and even though like, for example, you have a platform, like you have a following, even though I know you don't feel like it. (laughs) And people that like seeing what you've created and if you can bring other artists and creative people along with you, like that's not only cool, but also for you, probably incredibly rewarding to be able to share these other artists and their work. And so going forward, you're going to be sharing more on Instagram as I've try and pressure you to do every month <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> and um more with that you talked a bit about like your style coaching and as i mentioned like getting back out into the world again and figuring out what to wear how do you, how does someone work with you how do they work with you and what does that look like when they hire you as their style coach Okay, so at the moment, I'm focusing on the eight-week program because 
I found that I, when I had personal styling clients, they would hire me for maybe, um, you know, to, to put together a capsule wardrobe for a new job or a wardrobe edit or, you know, finding new outfits in the current wardrobes and personal shopping. So they'd always hire me for a certain thing. But what I found is that they never really got the transformation that they were looking for, you know, with hiring me for one-off kind of jobs. Um, and they still came back to me over and over again for other services. And I still find that they were still lost in, in the personal styling. Like they, they, they weren't comfortable in putting their own outfits together or um, shopping for themselves. So they still, and they were still unsure about how to dress their body because <clears throat> basically I was still telling them, oh, you need to wear this with this and, and that. So I'm really passionate about the eight week program because I feel like it empowers women to learn about their bodies and to always know how to shop for themselves and how to put outfit together for themselves so that they don't have to rely on a personal stylist. Um, you know, because I've revamped my wardrobe uh, three times in the last six years. And it's, and you know, you don't want to be limited by budget. Like, oh, I need to save, you know, this amount of money so that I can hire the personal stylist again to, you know, take me through this whole process. You, you, I give you the tools so that you can be empowered and you can do it yourself whenever you feel like it. That's nice. So the, the program is quite extensive because we do a full body analysis. Um, so you always know, regardless of whether you lose weight or pick up weight, exactly what your body shape is, whether you have longer legs or, um, and a shorter torso or vice versa, whether you have a longer neck and you should wear, you know, shorter necklaces or the length of earrings, the size of the pattern, the colors you should be wearing, where you should be wearing color, where you shouldn't be, um, the hairstyles you should be wearing based on your face shape, the length of hair, the color of your hair. It's so um, detailed. You really, really get to know yourself. You also really know how to think about what you actually like versus what you think you like, um, you know, and trying to really decode your, your authentic style and what you will, and what will um, work for your lifestyle. Because often we like things that people wear, but it doesn't really translate into our lifestyle. So I do teach you tools on how to get that style for yourself, but also you know, to make it work for you and your body and your skin tone yes, and your day-to-day -day life. That's really valuable because I'm thinking there's what always confuses me and I'm sure a lot of people deal with this is like trends. So you see yeah. all these trends cycle around or and something looks really nice on somebody else, but you try it on, you're like, yeah, that, that doesn't look good on me. <laughs> whether it is again shape color whatever so um i i find that very interesting because 
that's not necessarily what I would have initially thought like hiring a styling coach is, but being able to receive those tools and have an understanding of how to take that information when you go shopping for yourself, like from here on out is, is really nice. And I, it sounds like it would really give someone the confidence because I think for, um, I, I deal with, have dealt with the same thing with like interior design clients where they just, you, they lack confidence in their taste. They're like, I like this thing, but I'm not sure. And it's like, well, yeah. you like it or you don't. And if you like it, <laughs> let's find a way to incorporate it into your home, you know? So yeah. um, that's kind of the, I think a similar thing where just helping people gain confidence in the things they like and make decisions for themselves, which is easier said than done, right? We all deal with like lacking confidence in certain areas. And especially like we talked about showing up online or Mm. continuing to build on things we love, like with, with you, um, you've said before, like you felt like you're starting kind of from scratch, which I was like, how can you say that when you've had like your own clothing (laughs) line? Like, you're forgetting all these things you've already created but it's so difficult for us to see our own gifts right and our own talents and the things we've already done all we see is this long list of things we haven't accomplished but that's like the best part about having a coach right they're here to be like um here's this long list of things you have done and I think (laughs) you need to like write it out and like stick it on your refrigerator so you see it every day because I think we're all like so hard on ourselves and Mm. um, that's what's been so fun working with you is like seeing you like share all of these experiences and I think even like today you you shared some stuff I hadn't heard before about um, all the pattern making and everything and just like you have all this experience and I think sometimes when we don't have like formal education in something we feel like we're not adequate correct? Like you don't have a degree in something, therefore you can't do it. And that's like so far from the truth. And same thing here. Like you just have all this life experience in designing (laughs) and creating and you clearly love it. And I think that's so cool. I think it's so cool, which is why I selfishly want to see you sharing it on Instagram because I, like I said, your videos are hilarious and I just love watching you and you're very like straightforward, which I, I appreciate, you know, you see so much online, which feels kind of, um, overly edited or like just fluff. And I think, um, I appreciate how direct you are with what you share, whether it's serious or funny or, you know, whatever. Thank you. No, I think that's great. So with that, we're talking about like, we talk a bit about just people that inspire us all the time. And I want you to share like, what's inspiring you right now? What's inspiring me right now is Trini and Sally. <laughs> Can you explain so, who they are to me? Yes, yes. So um, I follow Trini Woodall on Instagram. She is the founder of Trini London. It's a makeup brand. And she's also hosted one of the makeover shows, um, What Not to Wear. So I am an Uber fan. And, you know, she's basically my, my mompreneur crush. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Mompreneur. 
Um, I just love how she, you know, she wears the color and how she mixed and matches the clothing. It blows my mind and the combinations that, that she comes up with. And then Sally um, McKinnon, she's a personal stylist. She's based in Australia. And she just shares the most beautiful local clothing brands um, local to Australia that I've, that I've seen. And I love how she's almost a chameleon in her style. And one day she's quite minimalist and then the next day she's wearing color and then the next day she's wearing busy patterns and layering. So it's really interesting for me to, to see what content they, they put out. So I really enjoy them. That's fun. And I've um, peeked at their stuff before and it, it is interesting and reminds yeah. me to have fun with clothing. And I, yeah. I'm not saying I've done that recently, but mm. it's a good reminder. And um, I, I forget, I think uh, and a lot of design interior designers will tell you this. We wear a lot of like black and neutrals yes. and um I, I personally want to branch out. I need, I want to push myself. So I think um, following you and seeing additional people doing the same thing will be helpful. So if anyone else is in the same boat, I encourage you to do that. <laughs> and one thing, this podcast is all about process. And I want to hear for you, how do you create joy in the in-between like right now you're kind of in between different things i know you have some projects uh, up your sleeve and coming in the next few years you want to bring back your clothing line one eventually so how do you find happiness today through my kids i mean they they really teach me how to slow down and enjoy the simple things in life like I could be having the most intense work day and I'd, uh, I have to break in the middle of my work day to, to do school pickup. So when they get home and it's like, mommy, it's so hot, let's go for a swim. And then I'm like, no, I can't right now, I have to work. And they're like, why? I said, because I need to finish this. Why? And you know, like they ask me a million whys until I get to a point where uh, when I actually realize I actually don't have to finish this right the second. It's not like a meeting or anything. I can do it later. And I stop and I go swim with my kids or play water pistols or run in sprinklers or make you know, make cake out of sand, you know. Um, they just really teach me how to be a kid again and just have fun in simple moments. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's a great break from reality. And it, it's just a reminder that we shouldn't take ourselves that seriously and to have fun with everything that we do. Because if, we, if we're not having fun with what we're doing, what's the point, you know? That's so true. And I, I'm always needing that reminder. And I think, so this year I gave myself a word of the year and it's playful. And Oh, awesome. I love I, that word. I'm hearing you say that reminds me to keep that in the forefront of my mind and carry that into yeah. work and everyday life and 
have fun with it. And I, I really appreciate you saying that. I needed that reminder today. So um, you, we want everyone to follow you on Instagram because you're going to be posting some incredible content. But also tell us a little bit more about this eight-week program and how people can learn more about it. Okay, so the, the eight-week program um, is basically an eight-week style coaching program where it's a one-on-one -on -one consult. It's an hour a week, um, you know, on based on a time when it's convenient for, for you. And every week we focus on one aspect of your style. So basically the first couple of weeks is really honing in what you like, body analysis, colors that work for you. And we basically create a style uniform um, so that you know exactly what looks good on you and what does not look good on you. <laughs> so it's, it's like a really basic formula, um, you know, to, to be able, cut that out. It's a real, <laughs> A style uniform is your go-to pieces that you can always wear and always look good in. So, um, and then the, the second part of the program is the wardrobe edit. And a lot of people find this difficult, but I have a, like a, a system to make it a lot easier. And it's kind of, I do it with you almost um, in, in that period. So it's like having your friend over to edit your wardrobe. So it's, it's going to be fun because I'm going to give you a plan and you can stick to the plan so that you're not overwhelmed. And then the third part of the, the program is where we get to play. So whatever survived from the wardrobe edit, you know, it's time to, to find new outfits in, in your old pieces and make a doable list for you to add more pieces over a time that's manageable for you. Um, so it's all about making the most of what you have in your wardrobe and having fun with it. That's amazing. I, I feel like everyone needs this at some point in time in their lives. And especially like you said, those that have gone through big life changes could use a little boost. And I love the structure that you give. So if anyone wants to follow you on Instagram, what is your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is button me fancy. Like button on your shirt, me, M-E, and then fancy, F-A-N-C-Y. Zena, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've absolutely loved having you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun, despite the nerves. <laughs> <laughs> you did great.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Life with Zan. If you like what you hear, go ahead and rate and review the podcast to give Life with Zan a little boost. We will be back each week from March through May. I'll see you next Thursday.